Yeah, so let's talk about uh, chapter 21, The Pirate. Pirate gonna have a bad day. Pirate gonna have a bad day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, this episode. It was so good. Let's just yeah. can I can I just get that out there? It was yeah. so fucking good. Yeah. Like jam packed. And yes. I think it was actually longer too. It was like I think like forty four minutes or something like that. So I believe they, like, so. They yeah. looked like they had so much to cover that they did not skimp. So basically the Pirate King I forget what his name is. I had it up a minute ago. He comes back and he's like, hey, Garza, fuck you. You're going to pay us. And, you know, Garza's trying to like, oh, oh yeah, we get a, um, yeah, no, uh, we'll, uh, we'll try. He's just trying to stall, just trying to stall. And pirates have none of it. He's like, you're not part of the Republic. They're not going to come and protect your ass. Like, blah, blah, blah. My star charts are up to date. Like, and then just starts attacking the town because <laughs> he's a pirate. And Garza yeah. doesn't surrender, which right. is probably also the right move, because, like, it might have been one of those things of, like, yeah, we'll totally surrender. Everyone run away. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, evacuate the town quietly. I'm going to stall them. Right? right? Right. But they start attacking the town, and everyone flees, and pirates are dicks. And right. Garza... <sighs> I forget how he... he calls him i was i was watching the um the bad batch one of their other new animated shows like yeah. they had a similar plot line and i'm getting confused but basically he's like hey help he sends a yeah. message he sends a message sends a message mm -hmm. to and captain carson tava yes and I, I i love the base design so it's it's some other planet and mm -hmm. as much as i'm always annoyed that like communications just magically happen like planets and solar <laughs> systems are right next to each other literally happened in the bad batch in the episode i watched today too anyway <laughs> but someone the radio officer gets the message from garza and like takes it over to uh captain tiva um and you know he's the uh x-wing pilot that we've seen before mm -hmm. gets the distress call and he's reviewing it and it's you know we're under attack please send help da 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 and the CGI gentleman that was next to him, yes. right, the other pilot, what did you think of him? I remember seeing him in the animated. I there you him. go. Okay. So here's the thing. So one, that species has shown up before in other Star Wars stuff. So um, I forget what they're called, but like even going back to Jedi Fallen Order, the dead mentor of the lead character is of that same species. He was a Jedi, died in order blah, blah, blah. But he showed up before. But that guy starts talking and i'm like that is zeb that is 100 percent zeb and zeb is also from rebels the animated tv show so oh. dave filoni's just having the best time and just bringing all his characters back so it, like they, they had the 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 flying squid things mm -hmm. like there's so much stuff where it's like yo the rebel crew is just gonna be reunited in, in the ahsoka show here's zeb to wet your palate there you go like yeah and it, nicely and it does make too. sense yeah there was an interesting choice because like you look at the way they do most of the rest of the aliens they're all practical yeah like 
or 90% practical, they might do a little bit of CG here or there mm. on top of the prosthetic or whatever. But they were just like, yeah, no, there's no way we can do that. Here. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right, right. He's got reverse wolf leg things, like the face, like, nope, we're just going to CGM. And mm. it looks great. It looks yeah, great. So, it really did. Uh, man, it's just like the, the previous episode, we get Ahmed Best cameoing. In this one, we well, we got another cameo coming up too. We get Zeb. Yeah. And so they're like, man, that's tough stuff. And he's like, man, I got to send in the order to Coruscant. And Zeb's like, dude, you know they're not going to respond back in time to do anything. Yeah. So, so Captain Tiva's like, fuck it. I'm going to Coruscant. I'm just going to go straight to headquarters because everything's a block away from each other in the Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> Driving right. me nuts. Right, right. It's like, oh, I'm out on the outer rim. I'm just going to hop in my... Whatever. Anyway. So he flies back to Coruscant, goes to... I think it's like a logistics office. Something like and he, that. And he talks to Tim Meadows. I'm Leon Felton. How y'all doing tonight? Yeah, I thought it was very <laughs> interesting. Yeah, Colonel Turtle. Colonel Turtle. And I was like, what? Yeah. Is... And he did a great job. He did a great job because, of course, Tim Meadows can be funny as shit. He's yeah. an amazing comedian. And, like, just with a small tweak or two of performance, I would have started laughing. Like, cause he's just he's just so good. But plays it straight. Plays it straight. Yeah. And, again, we run into another situation of, ah, come on, Republic. Come on, New Republic. Yeah. He, he was great for that part only because – First of all, I was thinking like, what's he doing in there? And then it was it was so wrong and so right at the same time. What's funny how Star Wars and some of these shows, they'll put in these obviously famous people. It's not like you wonder where you saw this person before. It's like, I know that person. And they just, <laughs> right. And they just fold them in, no problem. They just keep walking around as if they were in space the whole time. It's just like, okay. So he's one of those kind of characters I saw and thought like, this is good to see him. And he still had his, his tone, his dismissiveness. He wasn't saying... He wasn't being mean about it, but just kind of like, hmm, I don't know if this is really something that we need to do right now. I think there was interesting choice in doing Tim Meadows, in doing how he presents this logistics officer, because he's, he's not yeah. an admiral, right? Yeah. He's probably he's probably not someone that can actually like really call the shots for the most part. Mm -hmm. But their concerns over doing this are valid and i know people don't maybe don't like to hear that but his sort of like oh, i don't know mm, eh, okay, uh. he doesn't seem confident he doesn't seem sure he doesn't seem like oh no i'm following this protocol like there is a clear thing here he seems weak right and that's that's how tim meadows is presenting that character right and of course we get Aaliyah is back in yeah. doing her shenanigans because mm -hmm. he's like, oh, well, maybe, maybe we could do this. Cause like Captain Tiva's like, dude, these people are in trouble. These pirates, like there's something going on out there. And then Aaliyah's like, mm, yeah, but they didn't sign the accords. Right. They didn't sign the accords. They're not technically under Republic protection. So yeah. And she started ear hustling. Soon as she saw Tiva even started talking oh, to the secretary yeah, about going hustling. in. I love that. And so it was just kind of like, it was just a matter of time for her to show up in the office. But mm -hmm. all right. So like I said, I thought it was very interesting. And like I said, it was pretty much real world, but the whole thing of just like, this is an important message that, you know, you need to watch and check out. And he's watching the first like 
five seconds of it and he cuts it off i'm like yeah i get the gist of it it's like you know this is important don't you think hey we're kind of overwhelmed and blah 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 we don't have enough people and this is that so he's trying to be practical about something and i don't know it just kind of reminded me of the kind of situation where in a movie where somebody's running to a police station and somebody's after them and then they're like hey i need help and i'm at the counter and they're just kind of like you know yeah yeah you wait in line you got a office full of people sitting here waiting and then right. the killer's coming into the back door into the police station when they could have just helped and got it squashed instead of letting it turn just big old problem by not doing anything Cause, about it because the funny thing is colonel turtle what a name colonel right turtle, right is initial hesitancy is like oh yeah we're stretched thin da, da, da. like none of that is a really a good reason why like presumably captain tiva is like dude we got a whole strike team like ready to go x-wings da, 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 da. like yeah. we can just go we are we are close enough to get the signal we can handle this right right, right. like he doesn't explicitly say that but it's like dude mm -hmm. they're already there they're already close enough they they could go are, are they literally there was no indication of everyone hanging around like the uh, the pilot's lounge of like oh yeah we're just having drinks here they're not like oh we're so busy right, right. there's no like oh god we're stretched so thin right so it's like it seems like a, uh, uh, it seems like he colonel turtle is stretched thin so, but Aaliyah oh. does have a legitimate point it doesn't help that she's using it because she doesn't want the republic right. interfering and doesn't right. want them in that sector right and, but the point's legit and, <laughs> i and hate to say it. it it was it was but when colonel turtle referred to her to kind of say hey you're from out in that region what do you think you know um do you okay i know why they did it i know that they needed her to kind of interfere run you know run interference to kind of block the situation or whatever do you think if she would have said you know what hey I, I think that you know we should we should do this i think it's the right thing to do i know it's not you know legally you know legally they're not signed up but you know it's the humanitarian it might be the thing that we do this for them and they will sign up to be a part of us if we do this for them do you think if she would have went that route, not that she would, but another character right. that was there instead of her hijacking that situation, do you think that he would have said okay? Or you think he just didn't want to do it and he's just trying to look for somebody to confirm him not going? I think Cap uh, Colonel Turtle was wishy-washy enough that if he did have someone else basically like giving him a reason, giving him cover, giving him rationale, he probably would have followed it. And okay. I ironically like there's a version of another former imperial that's not doing sneaky shit yeah coming into that conversation and going like it's fucking pirates right like those people didn't sign up it doesn't matter those pirates tomorrow yeah. they're going to come somewhere into republic space yeah. we know where they are they're attacking someone right now we should absolutely annihilate them because the empire uh, i'm sorry <clears throat> the empire was about law and order right but that meant destroying pirates at every fucking opportunity right and tiva was kind of that voice in a way saying how this is probably connected and you know this could be associated with with, with moth and all this other kind of stuff so it was, which, he was kind of putting it together which i thought was pretty cool i and felt like that was a stretch that he's putting it together that, well yeah because like the 
it's a little bit out of order because he hasn't found out that Gideon's gotten out, right? Like, he's just got a bad vibe. He's like, there's two... Like, if he'd just not been like... Because I think he was like Gideon. I, I don't remember if he specifically said Gideon, but he just like, there's too much stuff going on out there. It's like... Like, it seemed like a stretch. If okay. he'd just stuck to the scenario at hand and reference like, look, this is just one of probably multiple problems out there. And if we don't address this one, it's going to grow and the other ones are going to grow. Right. There is that yeah. argument of intervention. Yeah. But he was tying but, them all together though. He was, yeah, he was, he was tying yeah. them all together, which seemed like eh, a little bit of a stretch. Right. And of course he's recognizing that she's former Imperial and he's like, don't trust that. Do not trust that. Right. Like, especially you're arguing against me. So trust you even less. Um, <laughs> But legit, she has a point because, yeah. like, what are we supposed to do? Literally come to everyone's aid? Go into other territories, right? Like, even though it's presumed, like, there's no other polity that's claiming that territory or has that territory. Right. Us just showing up and saying, hey, we're here for your protection. Like, again, a former Imperial could have said, yeah, we did that. We did that. We repeatedly did that. That's how the like the nascent empire operated, right? Right. Just showed up with a bunch of clone troopers and was like, "Yeah, we're just making sure you don't have any problems going forward. We helped liberate you guys. Now we're staying. Thanks." Right. So, yeah. Fine line. It doesn't it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. But yeah, yeah it, it blocks Captain Tiva. Yeah. And Tiva sees that the Republic is not going to help in the situation, so he finds himself to tell Mando of the situation, and Mando in turn rallies the troops. But how does he find Mando? This was so crazy. From a former co-worker. <laughs> so, at first when I heard this, I was like, what, R5? The astromech droid? And then I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, let me yeah. back up. Was R5 also on the blockade runner with C-3PO and R2-D2 and That's also I, escaped the ship. Because they're not the only droids. Right, right. So either he was on the same ship or like got recruited by the Rebellion at some point, whatever. Again, I'm sure it's Dave Filoni being a little bit of like, I like R5 and R5's cool, so you're a spy. And also like, we need a reason why this captain can find Din when they're all hiding out and it's hey. like r5 yeah r5 is the gift that keeps on giving so he's a piece of junk that that the mechanic <laughs> gave mando you know <laughs> and, and r5 could, is and definitely the plot token he's right. the plot token in right. so many instances but he's doing everything but what he's supposed to do he's supposed <laughs> to get out of the damn ship and go check the air quality and he can even do that he had to get saved from that so he's done uh... everything from getting Grogu back, you know, and to, to, to get help for Mando and all those other kinds. He does everything but what his initial job was. So he's right. winning, but he's winning in a in a competition he was never signed up for. So it's just funny how he just keeps being the reason. But I like it. Yeah. And so the captain finds the camp and mm -hmm. shows up and he's smart and he walks up with his hands up because like these are Mandalorians, right. they'll fucking shoot me. They're, like they're cagey as shit. Yeah. But they'll and miss, though. It... He would have been all right. <laughs> <laughs> they'll miss. 
Depends on the plot called for it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, they're like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I got a message for Din. It's really important. Like, how would you find us? Like, R5, he's an old friend, mm-hmm. rebel spy, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, all right, let me look at the message. And then Din's like, oh, mm, that's not good. Navarro's under attack by pirates. Yeah. And you know how I was saying Din's not leadership material? Yeah. This is maybe a tiptoe. Maybe, but I don't think yeah. it's going to be him. This is the first time where, like, Din's talking to like a group of people and yes. like making a case, which is like leadership 101. Like, yeah. like he's making an argument to go and protect Navarro. And again, that's where this clan of Mandalorian refugees were hiding out in season one and got kicked out of because they helped Mando and Grogu. Right. right? And it was the imps that kicked them out and they had to fight their way out of wasn't the locals. Mm-hmm. And so he gets up, gives his thing and the crowd's kind of, eh, eh. And he's telling Bo-Katan, it's like, it's, it's their hands now. And the armor, I, I love how they're using her giant, like smithing hammer as the conch, the yeah, yeah. talking conch. Yeah. I love that. And so she's like, does anyone else want to talk? And fucking has, Vizsla stands up and I'm like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> jerk face gonna jerk. And he yeah. gets up and surprise, he's like, man, those Navarroans, they didn't help us out. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. He just gave all these reasons not to do it. So many of us died in for right? them and stuff Why like that. Why should we die for them again? Why should we sacrifice? They're not us. Right. Like, and then he heel turns. Because he says, why? Like, he says, why should we? Right. Why should we? Because I basically let, I forget exactly what he says now, but it's basically like I backed in like Din yeah. wants to do this. Yeah. Like he's, he's gone from challenging from the dark saber to like, he's an okay dude. And he's probably like, and he saved my son. Yeah. Saved my son. So cause, cause it was the whole thing of why not we, all of our, you know, we got we try to defend him we try to defend that little one and because of that we died we got ran off blah 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 so why should we well we should because we're mandalorians yes you know, it's, almost, it's almost like that's what we do that's right? who we are and i vouch for this guy right. <laughs> and i'll do it and, again know, right and we were talking last time we re- recorded and it was this whole thing of like what is going to be because like we knew this pirate attack thing was coming Mm-hmm. right and so it's like is this going to be a chance for them to shift from being refugees that are hiding to standing up and acting like what they think mandalorians are again and holding their ground somewhere and it's yeah. navarro yes yes and then it's fucking game on and we get a fucking battle briefing in flight and i'm on board <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, it was. I'm a sucker for it, but it fucking worked. You know oh what? Oh my god! And they did step up. They were very competent. They almost seemed, it almost seemed like SEAL Team Six for a second because they were just kind of like called right? off. So you know, they got the strategy together and logistics. They were you blah blah blah, and they read in the room. Okay, I think this is an ambush, and they kind of you know, the, what was funny to me was like how quickly Navarro went bad. You know what I mean? Like they Oof. just. 
like no kids are in the schools. They got their beer and now they having their drinks in the classroom now, and <laughs> it just transformed so quickly. Like like it didn't take long, and the place is pretty much burnt to ash. But those pirates are still there, having a great old time drinking and hanging out in the, in the buildings. And so I thought that was kind of funny. So they're just kind of playing while you know the parents are away, and they look up into the sky and they see that ship streak by, and. All right. You're like, that's the main character ship. We should attack <laughs> Shiny and Chrome. Oh, Shiny and Chrome. <laughs> oh, man. But it was so good. It was so good. And they, I, I love, I love that they intentionally played with the pirates' attention, yeah. right? Din goes in with his starfighter and pulls the fighter escort away. Mm -hmm. Great. The pirate ship starts to drift away. That gives time for uh, Bo-Katan to come in with her ship and drop off, airdrop the Mandalorians down to the ground. And mm -hmm. then she's harassing the pirate ship. And now the the snub fighters have to turn around to protect the, the ship. And then Din's on their ass. And it's just that level of sort of tactical stuff. I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's great. And it wasn't great. mucky either. It was very clean, very clean. And then yeah. the angles and stuff. You keep the track of where things yeah. were. Mm -hmm. Nicely done. Nicely done. Yeah. It, the funny thing is, so they they have this issue where for the the ground troops that drop down, including Paz, mm -hmm. right? They, they're doing very good. They're watching their six and side angles and blah blah. And they're going to the main courtyard, and the pirates are like, "Oh shit, they're coming." Mm -hmm. And so they're doing okay. They're, they're shooting their way through. Some people come up behind them in an alley, and then they turn around and shoot them all. But they, the pirates, up in uh, Carga. Carga, thank you. Yeah, magistrate. Right, <laughs> high magistrate. High His magistrate. office balcony. They set up a big machine gun, right? Mm -hmm. And they just start raining fire down on them. And they're, oh, we're pinned down. And Paz takes a hit. Thank God for big armor. Um, <laughs> uh, right? And so it's like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And then and coming out of the back of Karga's uh, office is the armor. And what weapons is she wielding? Her fucking hammers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And she's just like, it's hammer time. Pick up the hammer. Yeah. slams all these people she doesn't yell anyway she takes out the gunner and then you know pretty much the ground game is gets wrapped up and the funny thing is my only only quibble about this whole whole sequence which is just love it love it quibble don't care yo uh jetpack dudes maybe you should have taken the high ground and not gone down into the alleyways on the ground and just hopped along the building tops you know, there's a famous Jedi that's known for taking the high ground, and then you could jetpack up to the balcony uh, about to and say. take the person out. <laughs> like, all, why is all that time on ground game? Like I said, when you have a jetpack, also also give the armorer a jetpack because then it's like, oh, that's how she got there. But even right, that's with, how she got to the office. Whatever. But but even with the even with the pelting that they took, it's just like why are you sitting up there going all of this back and forth stuff and they wait until the end to start shooting rockets off. I was like, you could have been blowing them up from a distance alone. So I was like, I was like, you shouldn't even show that one time after all that went down of you shooting a rocket and blowing stuff up when you should have been doing that from the beginning. Right. But you know, made for entertaining battle, but it was just kind of I've seen this done worse. How about that? The, the, I, they, the they level of competence was a lot higher. Yes, this it is was. Like the it, most competent we've seen him. And, and ironically, beef. like I almost felt like this is a flashback to Din's backstory 
where Mandalorians saved him from Separatist droids, mm. right? It mm -hmm. definitely had that same vibe. Yes. Yeah, it worked. And then, of course, the pirates, his ship's getting fucked up. All his snub fighters are gone. Oh, no. And it, I, I love he's got a, I think it's an Ugnug, the, the, the short guy. Mm -hmm. He's the one like, oh, our engines are hit. Oh, this is happening. He's just reporting bad news, basically. And he's the right. only one that's like, yo, um, captain, we should maybe, you know, maybe. <laughs> like that subtext, subtext. Right. But the captain right. is like, no, no. And he just can't let it go. And then it's like, clearly, like, you're going down. He's like, shoot the civilians. Why? Run away. Run away. <laughs> like, no, we got to shoot the civilians. And then they have to like, oh, we got to take out that last engine so bo and din fly in and take out the pirate ship and yep. he goes up in a ball of flame behind the hill not like, before that one pirate is peels off because you know he's not loyal so he went ahead and peeled off so he'll be back again another day oh boy he's he his job is to bring back bigger threats. yes exactly exactly so one thing, I'm just thinking of this off the top of my head. I, I have the, the page up on Maul's Mandalorian Super Commandos. Hmm. And the thing is, in this timeline where we are, Maul's dead. Maul's dead. He's out of the picture 100%. Okay. Like, he dies before uh, the original movie. Like, goes and finds Obi-Wan in the desert because he's dead set on like avenging himself on Obi-Wan and he finds Obi-Wan in the desert and they have a very fast duel and Obi-Wan just ends it. So he's dead. Dead. But his criminal organization that he set up the Crimson Sun might still be in play. Mm. And we might have his former Mandalorian super commandos in play. So Whoever that little whiny pirate guy that started all these problems flies off to right. might be tied in with Maul's sort of legacy organization. We'll see. Quite possible. Like I said, they definitely show him, you know, leaving the situation. So I'm, I'm sure it's, it's some kind of some kind of callback that's going to be coming. So Navarro is now saved. Huzzah! High Magistrate Karga is appreciative, and he extends the offer that he first extended to Din, as far as giving him some property and a space and a home at Navarro. So he extends this proposition, this offering, to all the Mandalorians to make Navarro their new home. Right, which good move smart move right you get your built-in protection you got like a cop living on your on your block of your of your right. neighborhood so with that <laughs> once you have a home you need to fill it right mm -hmm. <laughs> you need to fill it since you and have now the... we get to the next big character moment here yeah jesus i i was i was not ready for what the armor did bodicott was called into the principal's office and just like a kid that know that they do a lot, but not for sure why they're being called in this time. You don't know. You don't know if it's because they were talking in class, sleeping, got caught smoking in the bathroom. But then they come to find out, hey, you're on the honor roll this month. <laughs> you're like, what? What? Really? 
And so something similar kind of happens with Bo-Katan. And so what did the armorer say to her? Take your fucking helmet off, girl. <laughs> and and Bo-Katan's like, excuse me? What? I've got then, like the creed. And she's like, did I misspeak? Do like, you trust my she's... station? I love right? it. Do you trust my We're... station? Because she's the high priest. And if anyone's going to like call out an exemption from the creed, right. Right. it's the armor. It was just like, uh, you will respect my authority. <laughs> like i said i always kind of look at her with one eye kind of like Ugh. when she said that i was almost kind of wondering was this some kind of setup or something or some big reveal of this whole thing like it's so flip. tough because you can't see her goddamn face but it's just her behavior just kind of how she moves i don't feel like that about everybody but her so when she said that i was kind of like reluctant too i'm like is she setting her up for something but thankfully not. Thankfully not. Yeah, but... it doesn't seem like it because if it was going to be an issue, yeah. she would have had to made it an issue because they go back outside. Yes, they do. And then the armor doesn't go like, look at this heretic. She's taking her helmet off. She's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Bogotan walks in two worlds. Yeah. Like she basically, she does, I don't think she says it explicitly, but she's like, she gets to take her helmet off. Because yeah. she walks in two worlds. Because right. she has more things to do. Because she has to now go and call the other tribes of Mandalore. Yep. Go out there and right? recruit. Yep. And if anyone's going to do it, it's Bogotan. Yeah. So. So that's a big picture move. Yeah. Because now they have presumably a safer space. Mm -hmm. It also sets up they pull in more Mandalorians. Yes. And they might become the target now because they're all out in the open in a spot where they could be attacked by someone who's attacked Mandalorians before. In particular Imperial Moff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now we get to our last scene. But I was going to say too before that mm. is that um, do you feel that the armor was thinking outside the box because of the fact that well, I guess because she saw the Mythosaur you think that kind of gave her confirmation of we need to probably use her since she's having this connection that she's part of the possible prophecy. Maybe maybe we need to go about this a different way. Why do you think that she moved like that as far as telling her to remove her helmet and that she will also join us? Yeah, because there's, there's, there's two components to it because there's the why did she really let her take her helmet off? And then there's the why did she tell Bogotan go rally the other clans of mandalore and i think for the second part why rally the clans why bo katan and i think it's because she saw the mythosaur and because she is the head of a clan like a very 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 prominent clan or at least one that was very prominent right okay. she knows a lot of people she's a mandalorian princess like she's the princess leia of the mandalorians right right just with a dirtier past but I think it's probably because like they went back to Mandalore and it's not poisoned and they saw the Mythosaur <laughs> and it's like maybe this is the time. Yeah. Right? And I think certainly for the armor as a person of faith and someone that believes in prophecy and things like that, I think it's like that's her move. As to why taking the helmet off the only the only thing that i can think of like there's kind of two ways 
there's one where it's like taking the helmet off makes it easier for Bo-Katan to go and talk to other clans. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because most other clans aren't like, yeah, we keep our helmets on all the time, of course. Most of the time, when we're not fighting, we take our helmets off and talk to people. Blah, blah, blah. So there's that practical component, which might be why she allows it, but the why she even would consider allowing it, right? Was like, this is a need, but the reason that sort of like allows it is because she saw the fucking mythosaur she says she walks in two worlds right right so she walks in the real world that we're all in but she has seen and touched myth right she's on a mythical level now because of that right Mm -hmm. so that might be what she's referring to it also might be she literally like goes from world to world because she's a daughter of a king duke whatever she's a princess like she's worldly she needs the helmet i don't know like you could read it as straight up mythical of two worlds and also like yo she's the fucking diplomat of her group (laughs) let the diplomat take her helmet off no i I agree i agree because it kind of reminded me when i saw that it kind of reminded me of like with church you might have a a pastor that might be there for a long time an older pastor and he teaches kind of like fire and brimstones very strict you know, and then he's looking at his congregation and noticing we only have old folks in here. There's no young folks. We're not going to mm. be here forever. We need more younger bodies. And it is a compromise. The, yeah, even though the, the new youth pastor may be a little bit lax on some of the scriptures and stuff, he has a different audience that could bring in to make his audience, you know, in general, just grow. And so I was thinking like, okay, so that's just the, the cool, young, hip little bit more easygoing youth pastor that's going to bring in the younger folks as well the armor as a youth pastor there's an image not I... the armor being a youth pastor but <laughs> yeah. bogotan being the youth pastor that's bringing in the yeah yeah exactly the ones and... that wear jeans just to church and the armor the... has to says all right you can wear jeans Bogotan. right, right. <laughs> right? but again it, it's like is it a pragmatic thing or is it a like i'm gonna let you do your thing because you've been touched by myth you've seen the mythosaur it'll be interesting how that plays out i'm glad Um, she believes her and i'm glad that she moved reflecting that she heard and took in what she said i like that right because it is one of the we we were kind of lamenting that like when in bukatan the last episode was like i saw the mythosaur and all she was like yeah this is the way right at first she's like oh yeah saw a vision yeah he's like no i i saw it she's like oh this is the way and like no reaction but like clearly she's been percolating in her head so i i think this is a a consequence of her thinking about it yeah just she has to out stoic everyone by (laughs) always being always being calm and level-headed because this is the way this is the way okay so now get back to your (laughs) <laughs> your, your end of show drop that that happened so man this is such a great tease and cliffhanger and it, and it's it's been teased that hey moff gideon did he ever show up to his hearing did he ever show up for trial and so captain tiva is out on patrol in the middle of space and oh here's a wreck lambda class transport shuttle 
Oh, it looks like it's been attacked. Oh, hey, Astromechtroid, can you send in a probe? And then it's like, man, R5 is a piece of shit Astromechtroid because it doesn't have a probe. So the funny thing is, I think it's an uh, R2 unit or something close to it because the probe that comes up out of the Astromechtroid, mm-hmm. if you have your flashbacks to uh, Return of the Jedi, this is the same little probe thing that comes out of R2's head after they get dumped in the Dune Sea after Jabba's palace barge is about to blow up. Oh, wow. And he okay. uses that to look around. I think it's the same one on Dagobah that peeks out of the water. He mm-hmm. uses like a periscope. Yeah. The difference here is that this little probe that comes up off the Astromech's head detaches and just floats away yeah <laughs> into the ship and i'm like man r5 you you're not a cool keep... droid but you don't have all the toys yeah. <laughs> why did you do that anyway yeah. um but it goes into the ship and blows me away that captain tiva is out in the middle of nowhere and he's on the radio and yes. he's like check check with uh new republic databases Da-da-da-da-da. and they do the smart thing i love i love this um they're like, well, the ship's classified. We don't know what it is. Okay, but... Okay, so this ship... Like, I, I think it was... Oh, yeah. Uh, Moff Gideon's flight was classified. So they don't know what ship it was. But they're looking at its transponder. And they're like, well, the transponder was here. And they're here. And it was then it was over here. And then it was over here. And they're like, oh, wait. Those, those time frames, that matches... Mm-hmm. The transport for Moff Gideon. And he never made it. And he never made it. So <laughs> this was his ship. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. And then the last bit, he's like, hey, what's that glint of metal in the wall? Because they, the they kind of realized, they kind of realized that it was a rescue mission because of the damage and everything done to the ship. Right, damage done to the ship, but there's no. It's like clearly the the prisoner transport, but there's no prisoner. There's no like this. But has everybody to be else Moff is Gideon. dead. Yes. Yeah. And they can't find Moff Gideon's body. Dum dum dum. He sees something. Well, he is scans. that dum dum dum? Oh, in this bit, there's Beskar embedded in the wall, and so I got theories. So here we go. So go here we it. go. So first one, and this is not the first one I thought of. This is not the first one I thought of. But as I mentioned. Maul's legacy organization had Mandalorians in it. So it might be them getting Gideon out, right? Because okay. that would make more sense than my second one, sort of like with what I think they're going to do with Gideon. Because I think he's going to show up. Because yeah. clearly they had Imperials active in and around Mandalore and they blew up Bo Katan's castle. So someone's still operating around there. Yep. And if Gideon's been out for a while, that was probably him. And they're the only ones that would be likely to be working hand in hand with Gideon, right? Mm-hmm. And would get him out and then release him, and he's back doing his devious shit. And the heavy-handedness of Tiva and his connections, his all his Columboism, his conspiracies, right? And, like and, there's stuff going on out here, right? And then the heavy intro for this episode with the dark saber and uh, just all this other stuff where it's kind of like 
if you don't remember this part or how this is connected, it, it was very, it had the air so, of Gideon in the air. How about that? And the dark saber yes. and all that stuff. It's, and they had Aaliyah show up again. Yes. So like, uh, he's definitely going to show up. He's definitely going to show up right before. <laughs> like we got three episodes. There's more than enough time for him to show up. And it's probably going to be related to Navarro because the Mandalorians are there now. And we're probably going to get an episode if not two of Bo-Katan going to other clans with Din and recruiting more Mandalorians and bringing them to Navarro. Then they're a giant target for Gideon. Now the other one, the one that I thought of almost immediately, like after the, the episode wrapped up was, so probably not Maul's group. Part of me for a bit was like, is this the armor and Paz doing a thing on the side? I don't know. Did seem like they don't seem like they're wrapped up in that they also probably would just like killed like they would have killed him they wouldn't have rescued him mm -hmm. the other one and and i don't put as much on this now it makes more sense that it's probably maul maul's group is that it would be sabine wren and she was the mandalorian that was on the rebels show and so she might be trying to get gideon because gideon might know something about thrawn Hmm. right so i don't know like in my head i didn't think of like maul's group until much later like immediately i was like well zeb's here sabine showing up like i would not be surprised if we get an episode with hera hera was like the leader of their crew mm -hmm. i don't know if they're gonna do that it makes a little bit more sense in my mind that it would be mandalorians that were associated with maul right but I, that also hmm. That also doesn't make sense that they would let Gideon go. Like, because Mandalorians would hate Gideon because Gideon <laughs> nuked their planet. So it's maybe it is Sabine. Maybe Gideon's not back on his ship yet. Maybe Gideon's with the other Mandalorians in the cave. <laughs> I don't think they'd be able to hide that. And they would kill him. They would kill him. He I, had to remove his helmet for them to know if it's him or not. What? James, James, you lied to me? You were off, Gideon. This whole time. You betrayed How could you lie to me? Like... Did you think that you were the only spy we sent here? <laughs> I I really think as the armor. Teddy, they, is that you? Teddy? Teddy, is that you? You moth? moth? <laughs> You've been lying would, to me? <laughs> they would take him back and like would immediately put him out in front of everyone and then they would kill him. What if he took somebody's armor and was infiltrated the Mandalorian? What, Mo Moff Gideon? Yeah. <laughs> mm, no. Oh, no. Huh? He could be among them? He could be hiding out? Just just like Aaliyah is, you know, within the Republic, you know? <laughs> He's 100%. He's not hanging out with the, the rats in their caves. He's going back up to his Imperial Star Destroyer or whatever shit he has. So... <laughs> <laughs> you look offended. <laughs> you like, how dare you? <laughs> he's got he's got other people to play spy for him. That is not, uh, that is not his wheelhouse. Don't revoke my card, dude. Just because <laughs> he's gonna throw in a crazy theory. Just let, let me have it. Thank you. I think I maybe have flipped back to Sabine now because I can't think of any other mandalorians that wouldn't just kill him on sight even maul's mandalorians yeah. would probably kill him on sight because he he glassed their whole fucking planet but sabine might keep him alive 
for other things. So she might take him off. But also, killed all the. This is fucking weird. Because they killed. Well, they killed all. Uh, Sabine wouldn't be killing people from the New Republic. Like, she would have tried to find a way to do it without killing the the jailers on the, the transport. So it doesn't fit her MO. Right. So maybe it's a new Mandalorian, or I don't know. Well, that's the thing with Filoni. There's so much stuff tied in, as we've seen with this episode, with them pulling characters from different places and bringing new characters in, that we are not limited to the board that we're on. Anything's right. possible. Like I said, we got the return of Jar Jar. What's the name of that Jedi again? What's his uh, name? Kelleran Beck. Yeah, well, even him. Like, they pulled him from a game show, basically. <laughs> so I think that's cool. We have somebody that thinks outside the box like that, and there's so much stuff that could be pulled. But if it is, whoever it is, or however it's tied together, at least we know it's not coming out of nowhere, and that it's going to be interesting to see exactly the connections and what I, yeah, I'm not worried about it making sense. Yeah. Dave Filoni's doing his homework as it were, i.e. Uh, making up whatever he wants to that, but it always makes sense, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's like, all right, a piece of best car. I don't know. Who could that blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It'll be, <gasps> wait, wait, no, we say it. Boba Fett. Huh? Would it be, <laughs> I mean, theoretically, if there's one person with Mandalorian armor, I don't. I think he's got Beskar. I think it's Beskar that would be willing to work for even the Empire. Not at this point. Be, not after what we've Boba seen Fett. him go through. I right. I don't know. That seems like a reach. Like he's he's well, playing it, the governor. If he would have been the Boba Fett that we knew. Right. before the show, then yes, right. that'd be a high possibility. But knowing the he couldn't protect the bar, <laughs> let alone a, a group of people or even his people. He, yeah, uh, no, 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 no. He got cornered while wearing a jetpack. I <laughs> gives him no credit. I gives him none. Uh, it was a stretch. It was a stretch. Well, Where can I see. go? Up, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you got a jetpack. It will be interesting to see what they're going to do with the last three episodes, because I do think Gideon's going to show up and attack the collected Mandalorians on Navarro. Yeah. But it's sort of like, well, it's going to be six and seven episode-wise. And it's, you know, I think six is obviously going to be Bo-Katan going and recruiting. It'll be interesting to see if they do keep the focus on her. Like, really, like, Din, Din and Grogu are getting a little bit of stuff, but it's, it's pretty much the Bo-Katan show and I'm I'm honestly not that upset because they're doing stuff with her yes we're going on a journey with Bo-Katan right Right, right. and that's fine because so long as we're getting a journey with a character that's compelling okay cool yeah because the only reason reason I had an issue with Boba Fett is the fact that even though he was serving other characters which I don't mind but he wasn't fully served and since he was unfilled, I'm constantly wondering why the attention is going elsewhere. But like I said, with Mando, Din, we know him. We know his purpose. We know how he moves. We kind of know how he thinks and everything. And so he doesn't need as much attention. We just need to him to go through his 
whatever shtick that he's going through this episode. But we already right. have him as a set character. We know what that is. So right. we can play with others without feeling like, well, why am I not learning about the main character? Oh, that's covered. He's not on a quest. He doesn't yes. have a new I want song, right? Yes. And so, I, like I said, I really don't mind it because he's fulfilled already in a way. For me, as far as the character, like if it was something right. else I needed to know about him or something that I felt I still needed to know, I would probably be looking at like, why are we spending this time away from him? But like I said, he's he's integrated nicely. We know what we're dealing with as far as him as a person for the most part. And we could just kind of enjoy the, the ride and the new faces that come in. I love that it got this far in this short amount of time with three episodes to spare versus like with Boba Fett when we're trying to figure out, hey, how are they going to wrap this up in a 30 minute episode? This, <laughs> how, how are they going to do this and how are they going to you know, tie right. up this loose end? How are they going to fight all this, you know, the invasion? How are they going to do this and this and this and that in one episode that's 30 minutes? Poorly. We, we have, right, poorly. <laughs> we have three episodes to land this ship and like even if it ended like this and this was the cliffhanger even that would have been cool not saying i wanted that i want my the last three episodes but i'm just saying as much as they have done in this short amount of time right. i appreciate it and even if they ended here and been like that's the cliffhanger like oh moff gideon is gone he's not in the ship and he didn't make it to to the trial that's a cliffhanger and that could have been fine you you've been right. fed you're good to go but we even get the follow-up to this next week and we have three episodes left to land the ship I yeah, love it's it. gonna be interesting like so one thing that i was kind of clocking was like there's been sort of a, an approach to how they're doing the season long storytelling from yes. like season one and season two and mm -hmm. season season one in particular was very episodic right yes. it's like here's an episode that is a whole story beginning middle and end now we go over here new beginning middle and end now we go over here da, da, da. and like you know there's still a, a a season long progression but it was more sort of like here's a story here's a story here's a story here's a story and season two is a little bit more like we're gonna tell still somewhat episodic things but there's more of like this is a ongoing sort of continuing story and now really like season three it doesn't really feel like here's an episode story here's an like the episode still have beginning middle and end but it's like if you just binged watch this it's all just one story flowing together right yes, yes. even the way with what two and three right two is the whole minds of mandalore not mm -hmm. minds of moria right but it leads directly into the next episode right with what happens right after that and then we right. get the oreo cookie in the center stuff at coruscant and then it bookends again back to that right mm -hmm. so it very it's just all one sort of flowing story as opposed to here's an episode as its own thing mm -hmm. here's an episode as its own thing right right so it, it's a an evolution in the way that the story is sort of progressing and unfold and being presented right? yes very important so yeah that's Nice. These, if these next three episodes are just like even on par for the the quality, right? <laughs> the quality of the action, where I feel like the the quota for meaningful character progression, certainly after like character moments, right? Meaningful character moments, right? It's one thing if it's like, oh, 
here he is like having a snack does it does it tell me anything about the character is the character changing is someone changing in relation to them like is there progression in these relationships in their self-concept right mm -hmm. character moments and i feel like we are getting enough kernels of character moments with the action and the ongoing unfolding story right because i feel yes. like this the, the sort of the stuff with coruscant and the new republic is tricky i think for some people because it, it's not action right mm -hmm. it's just it's just people talking and intrigue but it's like there's stuff happening there like the whole thing with dr pershing there's a lot of character stuff happening there and yes. consequences coming out of it and captain tiva going back with colonel turtle mm -hmm. like there's meaningful character things going on there where where we're, we're seeing other aspects of captain tiva right Aaliyah. so Aaliyah. oh man her shady book. ear hustling ear right, hustling ear hust i love that <laughs> <laughs> I, I really looking forward to see where these next three episodes go i might need to go watch the liberation of navarro again it was really good it was i can't it tell you how jazzed i was when they're in the ship and they got their little holograms and they're planning mm -hmm. this out and this and this and this i'm just like yes yeah. yes here we go like it, it's it's such a great narrative tool when it's done well right as sort of this energetic ramp up right to mm -hmm. what we're going to do right and it can be done like it can be the whole movie because that's like the dirty dozen the dirty dozen is planning and practicing and preparing for an assault right, right. And we got the very time crunched version of it but we got all the information that we need Mm -hmm. right so when they're making these tactical choices that they sort of planned ahead we understand what's going on and why they're doing the thing because right. they already explained it ahead of time we're going to do this so we can do this and then we're going to do this so we can do this and it's mm -hmm. like okay and then just like dominoes start going yeah yeah it was powerful especially when they was dropping them off the ship Bogotan was dropping them out Yo. oh that was so nice that was so nice they dropped it off and they hit the jet pack and and they yeah. know how to land properly yeah. <laughs> yeah it was dope they came down and they're just like each one in their quadrant like i said like... I, I never seen them that sharp before it was impressive i'm like okay well they surely know when to pull it together because i was like damn that was clean because like, like we honestly haven't at least in the live action there's more stuff in like you know the animated clone wars and stuff like that mm -hmm. but we haven't gotten to see mandalorians work as a team Aside from Din's flashback and the previous time they fought their way out of Navarro with all the Imperials, mm -hmm. right? And it's been a while since I've seen the, the previous Navarro fight, but it didn't give sort of the impression of like they're a tight squad, mm -hmm. right? right? Like they were fucking stuff up, but this, like you saw them operating in yeah. fire teams. It was so brilliant. good. I would have loved if they had just had one Mandalorian with a disintegration rifle acting as a sniper. <laughs> like, it's ruthless, because right. it's a disintegration rifle. Like, Din's already used it in season one. Yeah. But, like, ha having that extra layer of, like, yeah, we know they're going to do some dirty shit. Let's get a sniper up somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah. Just me. Just me. Like, I love it. I can always sprinkle in some more. Yeah, I wouldn't have been mad at it. wouldn't have been mad at it. I'm remembering back now, it was, I think the first time, like, Din went to Bo-Katan, I think episode one, and she's, like, complaining that everyone, they left with the stolen fleet or whatever. 
because mm -hmm. either the stolen fleet or the stolen ship. And I'm wondering if that's Moff Gideon's ship that they commandeered at the end of season two. That might be the ship. Oh, that might be what she's talking about. Right. right. It's not necessarily a fleet. Right, right, right. But it is a stolen ship. Right. So if we find out in the next episode or two where Bo-Katan is like rejoin, it would be the Night Owls most likely. Yeah. On an an Imperial cruiser. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I'm like, you guys should have tried to s stole the pirate ship. Right. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. If my players in my Star Wars campaign are good at anything, is they never destroy an enemy ship. They capture every goddamn <laughs> enemy ship. And it's just like, oh, I wish you guys were, were worse at recruiting new crew members. Because now, now you have three goddamn ships and four A-wings and like, okay. That's yeah, smart. Okay. I got I to gotta throw some more, some more shenanigans at them. <laughs> You're making them better it's strategies. Not getting caught. It's annoying. Yeah, well, there's major own monsters. <laughs> yes. Steel sharpens steel. Yes. It's one of those things where like they are making all the smart choices, yeah. right? And it's like I can't I can't begrudge them. I can't begrudge them like because they're going against the empire and if they fuck up and they get caught, yeah. they're going to have to fight a star destroyer and they can't. Yeah. Like they're they're just not there yet. So <sighs> fun times. Fun times. Well, right on, man. Well, it was pretty thorough on this one, and um, this was a fun one. And like you said, I am excited to see what's going to happen next. All right, so that was Chapter 21, The Pirate. Looking forward to what the last three episodes is going to bring us. Hopefully, they'll finish strong. I, I don't see why it wouldn't. They built trust with us, I think, for the most part. Right. And so with that, we look forward to the givings of The Mandalorian. Right. Yeah. All right, so I'm Jay, and I'm here with Star Wars geek extraordinaire Ryan. Until next time, peace. And Star Wars! I'll find my dignity someday. <laughs> not today. <laughs> nope. Probably not tomorrow. That was a good one. <laughs> you stupid. Hey, it's Jay. If you enjoyed my conversation with Ryan, please check out our episodes where we talked about The Mandalorian. The Book of Boba Fett, Spider-Man No Way Home, and the movie Batman. Thanks for listening, and until next time, peace. <laughs>